I never believed in myself. So in the beginning, the resilience and the being driven was based on, I just have to show up even though I don't believe in myself, even though I'm not confident and I really don't know what the hell I'm doing. I just got to show up because if I show up, maybe something will happen. Whether you're determined to build your dream business, to become a better communicator, to create the leverage in your life, to connect with yourself, to become more purposeful, to master your schedule, to quit your job, to travel to Europe, no matter what the goal is that drives you, this is the show for you. This is a space where we can transparently talk about all the things you're determined to accomplish or improve in your life and bring you the tactical tips and strategies to help get you to that next level. My name is Jamie Milam and I am a multi-passionate entrepreneur and like you, I dream big. I rebuilt my life out of a single Rubbermaid storage tote when I became a mother and today I am living my life by designing it in alignment with my goals. Recently divorced and back to being a single mom and simultaneously running multiple businesses, I know that I can figure anything out when I am determined. With the right resources, determination, and motivation, I believe you can make your dreams and goals a reality. This is Determined AF. Welcome back to another episode of Determined AF. I'm your host, Jamie Milam, and today I have a special guest with me. His name is Kevin Palmieri, and I came across Kevin, and I really appreciated the story behind kind of where he's gotten to be. Um, and that mentions hitting rock bottom. And um, I'm going to say this too. He'll, he'll tell you that he found out rock bottom had a basement even. So that's a deep hole, Kevin. <laughs> and um, I definitely, I found out the hard way, Jamie, for sure. Hey, listen, you know what? That's exactly how most of us figure it out. And as someone myself, right? Like, uh, you know, I ran away from my hometown after being a victim of sexual violence. I was living in a hotel room. Uh, I was a meth addict, strung out uh, for days. And uh, as a matter of fact, found out that I was pregnant in that same space. And that for me, yeah, I was like, I've got to change my life, right? So mm -hmm. totally related to that rock bottom portion of your story. Um, and I often think that for some people, that's what it takes to really make a change and start to recognize that you need to live your life differently. And, you know, we tend to work harder to avoid pain than actually chasing pleasure. Um, and I also want to say, I think that it's important to say this is not an overnight process, right? It takes little steps at a time and a whole lot of determination to, you know, no longer live the same way, right? So, mm. you know, tell us a little bit about your story. I know that you uh, have a podcast. I know that um, you're a public speaker. You also co coach in the podcast space, but tell us a little bit more about your story, Kevin. Yes. Yes. And thank you again so much for having me. I appreciate it. So I always start my story with this because I think context is super important. I was raised by my mom and my grandmother. I did not know my dad. I did not meet my dad until I was 27. And that has obviously shaped me in many different ways, but I always throw that out there because if you're dealing with that, maybe you'll resonate with me in a different way. So I didn't know much, Jamie, growing up, but I did know I didn't want to go to college. That was something I was aware of from a fairly young age. I don't know why. I hated school, and I said, there's no way I'm going to go do four years of it to figure out what I want to do. I'll figure out what I want to do by myself. So while all my friends went away to college, I job hopped. I pumped gas at the gas station. I cleaned toilets at a hospital, forklift operator, truck driver, personal trainer, many, many, many different things. Eventually, I got this opportunity in an industry called weatherization. So all that is, is you go into buildings and you make them more energy efficient. Hmm. That's it. Simple. But I was working for a company that got contracts through various states. So I was making anywhere from $60 to $120 an hour. Now, didn't go to college, never expected to make that kind of money. When I got that job, I said, this is it. Everything else is gravy. My life is going to be wonderful. A couple of years later, if you looked at me, you would see a 25-year-old man who had a high-paying job. I had a sports car. I had the body of my dreams. I quite literally just won a bodybuilding show, so I was in the best shape I had ever been. My girlfriend was a model, new apartment, everything. It got it all. But internally, I was very unhappy. I was not fulfilled. I was scarce, insecure, not confident, afraid of everything. 
my girlfriend came to me one day and she said, hey, Kev, I want to move from New Hampshire to California and I want to chase my dreams. And in my scarcity, in my insecurity, I gave her a list of 100 reasons why she shouldn't do it. She ended up leaving me and leaving the state and chasing her dreams. And that's exactly what she should have done. But that was my initial rock bottom of, okay, I don't like myself. How is anybody else going to love me if I can't love me? What is going on here? Why am I not confident? Why am I insecure? I don't understand what's happening. The problem to your original point was, I don't think the pain was great enough for me to really make a large change yet. So I said, you know what? This is the issue. I need to make more money. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make more money, more money, less problems. So I said, next year, I'm going to make the most money I've ever made in my entire life. The year starts off, I get a promotion. So I'm a foreman now, which means I start the job, I run the job, and I close the job out. That year was the craziest year we had as a company. And at the end of that year, I had been on the road for 10 months out of the 12 months. All right, Most of our contracts were in other states, but... I didn't care because I was making good money and that's all I really cared about. So we get to the end of that year. I have my final pay stub in hand. I open it up, $100,000 at 26. Awesome. But I had another one of those moments where I realized that I'm putting all of this emphasis on external. External is not fixing internal. So I realized in that moment that for most of my life, I had lived unconsciously. The opposite of unconscious is hyperconscious. So a few months later, I started a podcast called The Hyperconscious Podcast. That's where this all started. As I started leaning into the podcast, I quite literally started falling out of love with my job. I've already reached the quote unquote pinnacle. I don't want to do it again. I'm not willing to do what it takes to, to be successful. I start calling out of work. I start leaving the job site early. I start showing up late. I'm not a model employee at this point. And it just kept getting worse and worse where I knew there is an end date here. There is a countdown timer. I don't know when it's going to go off, but I can't do this for that much longer. And at that point, my mental health was hurting. My physical health was hurting. It just, I was in a really rough place. I was in a hotel room in New Jersey, my alarm, which was six hours from where I lived. My alarm clock went off at 5.15 in the morning, sat up, slid to the edge of the bed. I'm lacing up my work boots. And that morning, it was like there was 10 televisions on in my head at the same time, and every single one was on a different station. I wanted to leave this job so bad, but this is what I was hearing. If you do work up the courage to leave, what are your friends going to think? You make more money than anybody you know. If you do work up the courage to leave, what's your family going to think? You make more money than anybody in your family ever has. If you do work up the courage to leave, do you really think that you're going to go ride this podcast thing off into the sunset. Is that really what we're going to do here? That's our fallback plan. And I just felt helpless and hopeless and trapped. And in that moment, I felt that if I was to take my life, I would take my problems with me. Now, one of the things I always talk about is the importance of the people around you. Hmm. I messaged a friend who is now my business partner and the CEO of our company. And I explained to him what was going on. And in his wisdom, he said, Kev, over the last couple of years, your awareness has changed so much, but your environments have remained the same. I think it's time for you to change your environment. So I ended up leaving that job three or four months later, being a very broke entrepreneur, very broke dream chaser, trying to figure out what is this business thing and how do we how do we grow it? And that was, I think that was almost, yeah, that was five years ago, almost six years ago now that I did that. So that is my, my story in a nutshell. Mm. Ah, well, thank you for sharing it, of course, right? Of course. Because I think what we what we tend to forget when we look at entrepreneurs or anybody who is in a space of our own definition of success and whatever that might look like, right? But oftentimes when it looks like making a lot of money, you know, people forget that either A, you started from somewhere that likely mm. was not where you're at today. And on the opposite end of that, if it's not in an entrepreneur position, that it also may not encompass everything that is truly fulfilling them. And so I always tell people, I'm like, you cannot judge your insides based on other people's outsides. Like you're getting their highlight reel. I mean, especially on mm -hmm. social, you know, like we should be conscious of what we are sharing, be real enough without sharing the most intimate details of our relationships, of course. Right. But I think oftentimes people do forget that you, you hit on so many things um, that just like, 
you know, it's, it's like, which way do I want to go with that? <laughs> you know, but, you know, something that you said was, you know, more money and less problems. Um, and I want to kind of touch on that just because I'm curious to first find out, you mentioned that you were raised by your mom and, and your grandma. Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So yep. did you, did you come from like a well-to-do upbringing? No, quite the opposite. Mm, okay. There was, there was not a lot of money floating around in the, in the household. And we often talked about how we were going to pay rent. That was like a fairly common conversation. Yeah. Uh, I could have guessed that, um, just from the rest of the story because, uh, so I, I was raised by, I also do not still to this day, do not know my biological father. Um, Mm. and I was raised by my grandmother from age three to nine. And then I moved with my mom and we lived in a 32 foot travel trailer. And so what I realized in your story and some of the similarities, and this is what I really want people to hear, is that oftentimes when we do come from a space of scarcity um, and you, we start to chase these things that we think are the definition of success because we don't have role model for any other version, right? To us, mm-hmm. it's okay, like you said, more money, less problems, uh, which we know (laughs) is not the case, right? Um, And so when you're doing that and you're putting such that emphasis on the external and what can that external bring us, we're not paying attention to on the inside, does this feel in alignment? And we may not even be taking the time to really dive into what our own values are and what our joys are and are there possible ways to identify what the joy is and then go do something with it. Cause we keep hearing all the time, like, you know, love what you do and never work a day in your life. And you're like, yeah, uh, that sounds fantastic, but it also sounds really whimsical. Um, so I'm curious if you wouldn't mind to share a little bit about that turning point in terms of, it sounds like conversation with your best friend and now business partner gave you a little eye-opening experience. And you said, you know what, I am going to go ahead and chase this dream right? Mm-hmm. And it's not an overnight excess, success, right? But how did it make you feel stepping into that? I'm sure you found that a lot of people didn't judge you and say, what's wrong with him, right? Um, yeah. And even if that fear was still there, you learned to let that go. But how did it make you feel when you did start to embrace that? There was two feelings. Number one, giant weight off my shoulder, leaving something I didn't feel fulfilled by. Then a weird, also giant weight put on my shoulder that I had to figure out a way to pay my bills. That was the the first initial, like that's really what happened. But after that, I remember that for the first time, I was actually like proud of myself. And that was a really weird feeling for me. I mean, at that point, I had been working since I was 16, pretty much throughout. I'm 26. I've been working 10 years full time. And I just... I just remember like going through life just kind of like a a zombie. I remember walking around my kitchen and I remember thinking, I don't have any money. Nobody is listening to our podcast and I am as single as you can possibly be, but I'm really proud of the man I'm becoming. Hmm. That was really important for me because when I started to feel that, I cared way less about, like I didn't care what people thought about my story. Really, it's like, what, are you going to make fun of me for that? Go ahead, whatever. Like, whatever. That's that's a scar at this point. That's not an open wound. But when I became confident in who I was becoming as a man, that was super important for me. And the other thing, and you used this word, I was more fulfilled at the beginning of this journey than I was at the end of my previous one. Now, was I making money? No. Were we? Did we have any accolades? No. But what I did have was I had the understanding that I was growing and contributing towards something that I believed in. And that was the first time I'd ever done that. I liked my jobs, but I didn't care about why I was doing it. I don't really have a why, right? I, it, it just wasn't in me. It wasn't part of me. It wasn't who I wanted to be. Where when I started this, I realized this is me. And it's just the podcast is who I am. And I'm sure you've, you've gotten this before. Like if I took away everything you have, like what would you be? you're not taking the podcast away from me. Good luck. Like, good luck. I will die for this. There's no way you're taking it away. This is who I am. So I think I I found a lot of, of, of solace in knowing that you're becoming a really good man and nobody can take that away from you. That is something that's invaluable that most people will never know, but you do. And that's really what matters the most. Yeah. I love that because when you said, how is it feeling? You started, you said, I started to feel proud of myself 
right? And I think that this is important because it can relate to so many different ways. And I think transparency is important because, again, I want to combat those people that feel they consistently feel like they're judging themselves and their level of success based on what they're seeing on the outside. And so it's extremely important to me because comparison is such the thief of joy. And when we sit in that space for too long, we're not sitting in the space of really reflecting on what is bringing us joy. Right. And because I can relate, I mean, last year in 2021, um, I made the most money I'd ever made in my entire life. And I didn't even think that it would be possible to hit, you know, nearly half a million dollars in income. And I went through a divorce last year. And towards the end of the year, I started to realize like, I don't really want to be working 12, 14 hour days. Like I didn't expect um, out of my divorce that I would realize how much I'd been using work as a distraction from the struggles that I was having. Right. And so this, this year made a huge change. I flipped everything upside down in my previous, in my real estate business with my previous team and everything at the beginning of the year and have taken a huge step back this year on purpose. Right. And I have said this time and time again, with some of the people that I've chatted with and, um, you know, yes, I took a major step back this year, but every time I stopped to think to myself, like, why, why is this not maybe growing as momentous as fast as some other things? It's because I am choosing not to. I'm choosing mm-hmm. to spend my time in multiple areas, not just in work mode. And so even if it wasn't the same amount of money, because I wasn't taking, even though I made the most money last year I'd ever made, how many trips did I take with my kid? <laughs> No. Right. Like how many times was I planning trips for myself or just doing little weekend things? I wasn't right. I wasn't finding that fulfillment. And I think that we forget that it's that we can chase a lot. And don't get me wrong. I think when you do find that passion set suddenly what happens is more people are magnetized into your world because you are showing up truly and authentically. And we keep hearing like, you know, do something based on your why and have a why. And and sometimes that's really big and broad and really hard for people. And I always Mm -hmm. like to mention that like your why doesn't have to be your lifetime. Why it can just be like, what is my why for this next year or these next three years, right? Like we can really bite this down to small bites. Um, But I just love that because I think that oftentimes we do forget that you could be making the most amount of money ever and you may not be fulfilled. Now, I think people have also hit their stride doing what they love and making a killing doing it. And it just keeps magnetizing more. So tell me a little bit about how the consistency aspect, um, once you started feeling this way and how you used some of that determination for nobody's going to take this away from me. I'm enjoying this and I'm going to, I'm going to stick with it. Right. Because there was a mindset there of determination to make something out of this, to make this be an income producing space for you. So would you mind chatting with me a little bit about like how consistency and determination showed up in that space? Yeah, I mean, for sure. So when Alan and I partnered up, we made a promise and we said, we will never miss an episode. It was that simple. It was done. That It's done. It will never happen. Because number one, there's two of us, there's built in accountability and necessity, but we've also said that to the audience. So It was one of those things for me, Jamie, where in the beginning, and I remember this like it was yesterday, I used to say to myself, I just need to find a way to make it to the end of the week. I just need to find a way to make it to next month. That was what in the beginning, I was so scarce because I had no money and I didn't know how I was going to make it that I was just so determined to make it to the next month. One of my fears was one day I'm going to wake up and somebody's going to try to take this from me. I'm not going to be able to do this anymore. Like I'm going to have to go punch a clock. I can't do that. Like I can't, that's such a failure for me if I do that. I will not accept that. I cannot accept that. And I've told so many people I'm not going to get a job, so I can't. Like That would be so embarrassed if I did. It, it was at the point where it was like, I was $35,000 in credit card debt because I was fronting equipment. I was fronting trips so we could meet people and get access to mentors. It was like, I quite literally would do whatever it took within its integrity. And that was that was literally our motto. We would... Alan and I would text each other and it would be like, all right, man, flights are booked, hashtag, whatever it takes, whatever it takes. We got to, I'll drive 13 hours, whatever it takes, whatever. The one thing I felt like I always lacked was talent and intelligence. 
the one thing I always believed I could make up with was just pure work ethic and resilience. Mm. And I really do believe that. I did 900 episodes last year, this year, 800, 900, something like that. It's not because I'm the best. It's because I just show up. And there's, there's something about you cannot replicate being there. So in the beginning, I just try to be as many places as I could and put myself where there was an opportunity for success, regardless of the fear. Now, I will be very honest. It got to the point where I was having panic attacks and anxiety attacks often because I was so far in my, in my anxiety zone. So don't, I don't recommend that. But it was a, a level of hunger where I just knew other people weren't playing the same game. You're not doing this, not you, the, the collective you. You're not doing this for the same reason I am. I want to change the world. I don't, I don't want to be a pod, like just a podcaster. I don't want to have a successful show. I want to change the world. I do seven episodes a week because I want to change the world. I don't just like hearing myself talk. I'm pretty sick of it, honestly, because <laughs> I talk so much. But I love this. And I love the fact that I get to do this because at one point, this was just a dream. I really believe we can change the world. I really do. And guess what? I never did. I never did. Like That's new. Last couple of years for me, I never believed in myself. So in the beginning, the resilience and the being driven was based on, I just have to show up even though I don't believe in myself, even though I'm not confident and I really don't know what the hell I'm doing. I just got to show up because if I show up, maybe something will happen. That was really it in the beginning for me. Yeah, but consistently showing up, what happens is time over task, right? is yeah. we suddenly do start to know what we're doing. We start to be more experienced than we give ourselves credit for. And, um, you know, I just actually had a, a an episode recorded the other day that was talking about this, is that we, we tend to focus on our negative aspects far more than anybody else does because we're hardest on ourselves. And we're hardest on ourselves for the things that we think that we don't know or how others might be able to do it differently, but, mm-hmm. you know, or better. But at the same time, like nobody has, your own story. And even if they have something very similar, they don't have the same ahas out of it. They don't have the same, you know, realizations or challenges or, you know, the internal emotions as to how it affected them. We all are so different and that we can bring something different to the table. And I think that it's a beautiful thing that I think our culture and society are stepping into the space where we're a lot more inviting and accepting of people just being real and talking about their stories. And that's hard. I mean, I just stepped into my own for the first time this year. Um, And so when you said earlier, like that, that's a scar at this point, it's not an open wound. Like that's major because nobody should ever feel like they should be forced into mm, expressing or telling their story because they think that they should, you need to do it on your own healed time. But when you can step into that space, more healing comes from it. Um, yeah. And you never know who's listening. Like I just did a Instagram story yesterday because a friend of mine reached out who rarely does. And it's like, I better answer this, right? Like this is this, what's going on, you know? And, you know, she's like, I've been watching your stuff and you've just been so vulnerable. And like, I just have to say, it's been the one thing that's been helping give me encouragement that I could step out and do this too. Like, you know, in a relationship space. And, you know, it's like, I forget sometimes. I mean, I know, I know, right? But sometimes you get caught up in all of the activities and the tasks and just the routine of things that you do really forget that people are watching even when they're not engaging um, and that that's what it's about, right? Like that's the moment that it's like, this is why you show up consistently because when you know that you've had these realizations and these ahas that other people may not have access to, they may not have an environment around them that's talking about mindset and awareness and consistency and just show up and ethic. Like they may not be in that space. And if there's a possibility that this message can get to them and have an effect and they don't have the financial means for a therapist like or a coach, that maybe this is the thing that gives them that one thing that they needed to hear today. And that mm-hmm. for me is like, every time it happens, I'm like, fuck yes, I'm in the right space, right? <laughs> for me, it's always like, that's my that's my driving factor still. Um, 
eight to 900 episodes. I'm just, I love that you said you put yourself in a space of anxiety and maybe don't recommend it. I have a, I do not recommend I it. do have a, a, somebody in my world that said that she did 62 episodes in February. And I sat and I thought about that. I'm like, you know, the first thing that comes to your mind is damn, maybe I'm not doing enough either. And then I thought, wait, I don't want that actually. Like, I don't <laughs> want to do that. That's not, that doesn't give me the space that I need and want and desire. It's not, it's not the activities that would fund my bigger vision for myself. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I think that that's important is that I'm glad that you pointed it out because sometimes we can move ourselves to burnout very quickly when we are really hungry and eager to make something. And then is it energy that we can keep going or we've grown enough where we can bring in at proper leverage. Right. So, um, in this entrepreneurial space, Kevin, like what would you say has been kind of like that, that key point now for you realizing like, okay, so nobody's going to take this away from me. This is why I'm doing what I'm doing. Um, but I'm also incorporating other pieces of joy in my life. Like how have you started to, are you still doing eight or 900 episodes? Is that your goal for next year or thousand thousand for next year is the goal. Yeah. (laughs) I love this though. That's, I think that's the thing. And this is an important thing too. If you're a podcaster and you're listening, you shouldn't do what I'm doing. That's the other thing too, is like, I don't want you to do what I'm doing unless you have the same goals I do. And even if you have the same goals I do, you might want to approach them differently. I, I recorded an episode, episode number seven, Jamie, it was called chase your effing dreams. And it was literally, I want to wake up when I want. This is my goal. This is my dream. This is what I was living for. Wake up when I want, go to bed when I want, be my own boss, podcast with amazing people, go to the gym when I want. I'm living my dream. I I want to do a thousand. I want to do more than a thousand because I love it. I love doing it. And it makes me feel really good about the impact that I'm having. So I think I have a unique perspective when it comes to that because I am in joy right now. This isn't really work. I mean, it's hard. It's challenging. Right. It's, it's take, it takes a lot out of me. This is my seventh today or something. It's a lot. Right. But this is what I signed up for. I signed up for this. I knew that this was going to happen. I'm ready. Like, let me, let me do it. I'm ready. And I'm, I want to prove it and I want to prove it to myself. But I also have had bouts where I've burnt out and I said, Hey, Alan, I need to change my hours from 9 a.m. I'm doing 9 a.m. till 8 p.m. Like, I can't do that. I can't do that. I'm going to do 9 a.m. to six and I'm going to spend time with my wife because we are holistic. So this is my, this is my frame. There is health, there's wealth, and there's love. When you mash those together, you kind of get life. So if I'm putting nine hours a day into my business and I'm putting three hours a day into fitness, there's not a lot of time for my wife. How do I make sure that there is some harmonization when it comes to that? This is the understanding though. And you've already spoken to this very nicely. If I'm not working, the potential for me to lose momentum is there. If I'm not at the gym, the potential for me to lose fitness momentum is there. If I'm not spending time with my wife, the same thing applies. You have to be very clear on what matters most to you. What matters most to you is drastically different than what matters most to me. Mm -hmm. That's the important part. And to your original point, a lot of people, we don't understand their core values, their core beliefs, their core aspirations. We see their results and we assume that they want the same things that we want maybe, or they got it in the same way that we would get it. When in reality, we don't know whether or not their inner state matches their outer state. And that's such an important thing. And I will tell you, as somebody who has met many successful people and been behind the scenes, nobody is the same as you think. That's right. I mean, I, I don't know if I, I've met several people that are, but honestly, the majority of people I've met that claim to be millionaire mentors or whatever are pretty close to going out of business. Like that's pretty common. I've, I've experienced that so many times. The people who are the, the best whatever are asking me for help behind the scenes. It's like, well, I thought that was your thing. I thought that was your thing. So be very careful when it comes to comparison to Jamie's original point because you never know. And you can't know. You can't know. 
No, there's no way. And and that's the thing is that you never know what somebody else is going through. I mean, there are story after story after story about that, right? That I, you know, in our own lives, you see people and then you're like, wait, what? Like, I didn't see that coming, right? And that's the thing is that you don't know what's driving them. But you, the, the thing that I really want everybody to recognize, though, is that this takes a lot of awareness. It takes a lot of self reflection to pay attention to those things. Like, I, I have done a lot of work over the last couple of years, like I would say somatic work, right? Really paying attention to what my body is saying. And that is the same with, you know, when a conversation is happening or a, an opportunity, a decision, you know, like what was my initial reaction to that? Like, what is my body telling? Telling me because that was that was kind of my gut telling me how I felt about it before my head got involved because I also love to overanalyze um, and that's you know I'm I'm a I'm a re- I'm working on it right is there a twelve step program for that um, you know but the thing that I want to point out is that a lot of people talk about balance right I've got an episode dropping at the first of the year um, with Natalie uh, Macaulay and she used she said something that was so beautiful and she used the word integration and replace of balance because that's really what it is. And so for some people it is, how do I integrate this? Like if, if that's your desire, and let me tell you the very first time that I sat down and recorded an episode, I text one of my friends and I was like, um, I sent her a selfie and I was like, holy shit. I was like, imagine a world where I could do this. Like for real, for like forever. Like if this were my one thing that led into everything else, like I just, that feeling like has not gone away. I mean, I have so many conversations like this and I'm like, I think we're best friends now, (laughs) you know, like, because your world doesn't always have to be hyper-local and there are so many more like-minded people out there. And so when these conversations are really energizing, like follow that. Right. And if it feels really draining, pay attention to that. And some weeks it might be harder because we all have life stuff that comes up. You know, it's a matter of showing up because when your cup is full, that's when it's really going to fill over into everybody else. Right. And so if that's the thing that drives you, if you want to do a thousand episodes, you go right for it, Kevin, like, (laughs) wow. You know, at the same time, it's like, everybody needs to find like, what is their level of things that feels like it's bringing them joy. And and I want to say that if, having a podcast is something that you love doing, but you also love your job. Like having a podcast doesn't have to be your main source of income, right? I mean, shit, there's a ton of people out there that aren't, that don't care at all about monetizing it, right? They Mm -hmm. just enjoy doing it. Like if they want to talk about knitting and they just want to share about knitting, like that might Mm -hmm. be what they want to do. And that's okay too, because you've got different goals. You have different values to Kevin's point, right? So You know, the biggest thing here is that what I love is that you came from this space where I want to bring up some key points. It's I was I was doing the things that I thought I needed to do that defined success. And I wasn't finding myself in a really happy space. And Mm -hmm. you reached out to community. Right. You had an environment of support. I am loving this conversation and hope you are, too. We'll get back to it in just a moment. But I wanted to share something with you real quick. Did you know that a combination of coaching and training can increase your productivity by 88% versus 23% from training alone? I mean, that's staggering. The year that I hired a coach, the revenue in my own business increased by 210%. That doesn't even include what I was able to add to my pipelines, the skills learned for communication and leadership, more or less the boundaries I was able to incorporate into my life to get more time back. How would you like to see returns like that? Those who are coached feel 80% more self-confident and it's no wonder why when you are in an environment that is encouraging you, offering strategies, and coaching you to self-discover so you are able to approach future challenges with more confidence and less overwhelm. That's why I wanted to create a space for entrepreneurs where you can come in and receive just that. I'd like to invite you to reserve your spot in our successful AF community. This is a private group membership for you to be in community with other entrepreneurs to connect, engage with, and mastermind about systems and strategies that have been successful all around. Packed with exclusive tips for purposeful activities to create consistency and scalability into your business. Not to mention encouragement and inspiration along the way. Head over to jamiemilam.com slash successful AF to learn more today and use the promo code DeterminedAF for 30% off of your first two months. Let's be successful AF 
together. And so to me, that can often mean that it's either, you know, people, uh, places, uh, in, in platforms, right? Because like podcasts can be a level of environment for support. If you've got nobody else, a good book or a podcast can be extremely impactful. Um, and then you just kind of, you took the leap, right? You just took the leap and you didn't overthink it. You took that first step. Is there anything you would have done differently? Yeah, I would have stayed at my job probably for a little bit longer. Maybe not that, but I would have saved more money. I had no idea. I didn't know how long it took to build a business. I didn't, I didn't, that's not why I was doing it uh, to a detriment. Honestly, I always say this and I know it's probably sounds unreasonable, but the first year and a half, two years, we focused on our character. Alan and I had so many conversations where one of us would end up crying because we were digging into like, Hey man, we don't say that anymore. Like, that's not who we aspire to be. We don't talk like that. That's not who we aspire to be. We don't make jokes like that. That's not who we aspire to be. That was what we were focused on. To, and again, I think that's a positive, but to the detriment of stepping over dollar bills probably to do that, I, I probably would have saved up more money and I wish I knew, I wish I had a more accurate expectation. And I think that's why for me, Jamie, I am, I try to be so like straightforward and honest where I think a lot of people are just misguided. Mm-hmm. Where... I could very easily say, yeah, quit your job, start a podcast, and you can make money. Yeah, you can, but it's not going to be as easy as you think, and it's going to be worse than you think. And I don't, I at least want to give you accurate expectations mm-hmm. so you can make an informed decision. Whether you want to do it, that's up to you. But I think of it this way. If I if I call Jamie, I say, hey, Jamie, we're going to go for a run. You're going to ask a couple questions. You're going to ask where, when, and how far. How, how far? Like what kind of what kind of distance? If I tell you we're running a sprint, one mile, you're going to run that differently than a 26-mile marathon. I think a lot of people have that. We sprint off the start line. We don't get results in four weeks. And then we're like, oh, you know what? This is this ain't it. This isn't what I thought it was. But what if you actually thought it was what it was? How would you have changed your, your approach? So um, that's my advice for myself. But I think that applies to many of us out there. If you have misaligned expectations, you're obviously going to have a misaligned strategy. There's, mm-hmm. there, that's the way it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and that's the thing. And, and here's the other piece of that too, is your situation may be different than the other person's situation. It's the same in real estate, right? Because I, I left a high six figure paying position. I was, I, I made more money than my husband, my ex-husband. Um, we had just built a, you know, our home, it was gorgeous, everything. Right. And I, I wasn't happy. I was crying weekly. I mean, I, became, you know, a borderline alcoholic essentially because of the stress. I was traveling on a regular basis, all of the things. I decided, okay, I'm going to explore real estate because I really just didn't think that I could go into business and and have somebody else as my boss. Honestly, I was like I I'm tired of this. Um and I still feel the same way. Um and at the same time, I did engage somebody to say, can you talk to me about the numbers? Like, I need to make sure that I'm planning this transition. I'm a planner, you guys. Like, anybody that's ever listened to me, you guys know that I'm a planner. I reverse engineer everything. That's how I've gotten everywhere I have in my life. And I'm really organized about that, right? So setting goals and reverse engineering them is my jam. And I did the same thing with real estate. Here's the thing. I'm not sure that I had the most transparent information given to me. And even if I did, I wasn't asking the right questions. Like I didn't think to ask, well, how long have you lived here in this market to how many people do you know? How big is your sphere? Because that made a huge difference versus me who didn't have anybody because I'd been traveling for work, right? So it was harder for me, but I still made a decision and I dove all in. I mean, I quit my job and I dove all in. It was a sink or swim. Now I had to cash in my 401k. I ran up my credit cards. Like, so now I've been working with different real estate agents and saying to them, you know, make sure you have money set aside, but some people may have a ton of money set aside already. They may have a huge safety net and they can dive right in. It's just a matter of what is the expectation, like you said, and can you start again, just start, right? Just start getting in the practice of it. So then if you do that and you're still working your other job, 
again, you don't have to start monetizing right off the bat. If this, right. if you know, to, to your situation, right. The podcasting, like Kevin saying like, yeah, I probably would have stayed a little bit longer, saved a little bit more money. <laughs> Could he still have started a podcast and started to get into that space and ease himself in and integrate it to Natalie's phrasing, right. Absolutely. And then you start to fail forward faster because you're still reaching out for other mentors. And then you can start to say like, okay, here's the thing. And, and that's what I was saying about myself too, is like, I really too now, I really put my blinders on when other people talk about like number of downloads, you know, within their first X number of episodes or something, because I say to myself, I'm like, here's the thing is like, when I see my numbers, like I'm happy. I'm, I still, I'm like, I can't believe the same 20 people are listening to every single episode. Like that's amazing, right? Like I'm stoked about that because I know I, I have confidence in the shit that I'm saying will change your life. If you pick any one of those things and go on to like, to sit in it, right. To just reflect on that, like your mindset, like you said, the character, when we say like, that's not how we talk, that's not who we want to be. You know, like when I think about perspective and I think about people that are struggling and it's like, I've been there, yo, you know, like for real, like, I mean, I I'm sitting here like, shit, it's going to like storm tomorrow. We're flying out to New York for the weekend. And, you know, like I missed getting the tickets for Rockefeller rink, you know, but I'm like, you know what, we'll go up and we'll see if they have any walk-up tickets. And if they don't like who gives a shit, we're in New York at Rockefeller for Christmas. Like, this is going to be great. Like, you know, those same instances could be just such a negative space and somebody else could wallow in that. And it's, it's about your mindset, right? So don't go comparing and hearing what other people are doing. Cause you don't know how big their sphere is, right? You don't know how many other public speaking spaces or how big their following was or their email list or all the things you don't know those things, just stay in your lane and do what you love doing, because that's really where the beauty of this is, right? Like, I appreciate you saying that you I mean, that's a very honest answer. I would have stayed there longer, you know, because I got to be honest. I got to be honest. And even the other thing too is like, <clears throat> I don't care what your download numbers are either. Do this for five years and there'll be way more. That's it. Like, it's just staying power. How long can you show up and how long can you stay? That's the people that succeed. I've had, I have had clients. I have helped them launch their show. They were a top 20 podcast within their first, their first episode, top 20 in the country, in the world, top 20, on the, the list with all the greats. They stopped five episodes later. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's staying power. That's, we talked about consistency, that you can get really good at something when you do it really often. I mean, it's the reps. It's the reps. We think about it like, well, I've done 52 episodes. I've done 52 showings. I've done 52 speeches. I've written 52 pages. That's not that much. That's one a week. That's not that much. Imagine doing 52 exercises or 52 workouts and expecting to have the body of your dreams. It doesn't work that way. It's about the reps. It's about the reps. There's the time that you're putting into it. And this is the other thing I'll tell you. It's, and again, it, it, podcasting specific, but anything. A lot of people are just straight up lying because I've seen the numbers. There's a lot of people that say, oh, I'm getting 250,000 downloads. No, you're not. No, you're not. I can tell. I have the data. I can see the data from, from various places. There's a lot of people that are lying. And when people lie, obviously they're making numbers bigger. And that makes us feel bad because we're seeing our real truth. Be very, very, very careful. Do not think about where you are today versus yesterday. Think about where you could be in five years with your current and expected growth around the efforts you're putting in. That is the, that is the jam. I don't, I know that it might sound arrogant, but I know we're going to win because I know we'll never stop. When we have 10,000 episodes, of course we're going to win eventually, right? We're just not going to stop until we do. Where a lot of other people are, I'll, I won't stop if I'm successful. Until I'm, like, if I get successful, I won't stop. But if I don't find that success in 100 episodes or 100 calls or whatever, then I'm probably going to quit. It's like, imagine going into, going into a relationship saying, I'll give it, I'll give it a month. It's not going to succeed. Why would it? You're already looking for a way out. It's already time stamped. It has to be, I'm going to do this until I'm successful, not I'm going to do this. And maybe if I'm successful, I'll keep doing it. It's just two different, if it's aligned and if that's what you want. You just said it, if it's aligned, right? Because that's what yes. I want to say too, is that um, I, I've had this 
phrase come out multiple times. And um, I'm just going to say it here because it's accountable and it's really, really, really vulnerable. You guys, I'm just going to say it. Okay. I've got like heebie-jeebie saying it out loud, but I'm going to say it. I don't know where, I don't know why, and I don't know how or when. I just know that this is something that is meant to be in my life and it's going to open up a space that is also supposed to be meant in my life. Now, do I have any idea what that thing is? If it is just podcasting or if it's something else, I don't know. All I know is how I feel. I feel more aligned doing this thing than anything else. And I'm going to stick with it because of that. Yeah, it's it's so important. It's so important. Now, the other thing, like I have never quit tattooed on my arm and people have said like, well, aren't there some things you should quit? Yes, I understand. There are definitely things if they're not aligned, you should quit. But if you find something you really feel pulled to and it fills you up and it fills your cup and you're fulfilled and you feel like you're growing and contributing towards something greater, you ride that train for as long as you can. This is what I will say also, because in the business of being truthful, yes, I love what I do. But I do not believe if you love what you do every day, you never work a day in your life. I don't believe that. I think that's, that is a pipe dream. There's a lot of things that I do that I don't necessarily love because that's part of it. It's supplementary to the business. I'm not at the point where everything just gets done and I show up on the microphone and it's like, oh, cool. That probably is never going to happen. So it's very, it's just important to understand what the mud is associated with your dream. There's some sort of mud that just, it is, that's, that's the way it works but there is more aligned mud. And when you find your aligned thing, hopefully the mud is more aligned as well. Yeah. And, and as a business grows naturally, more of that mud can be leveraged off. But in the beginning, like you wear all of the hats, anybody that's thinking about any sort of entrepreneurial space, right? You will wear all of the hats because you either have the money to hire out or you don't, and you spend the time. So you're spending time or money regardless, and both will take your energy. But as you grow, then you get to decide, what is my ROA on my time, money, and energy? And what can I leverage off? And where's the value to leverage off first, right? That's in any business. And so I think that that's key to keep in mind that in the beginning, like make sure that you've got your safety nets, right? Because if you're in that situation too, where it's sink or swim, like, I hope to goodness you're ready to like really, 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 really paddle, right? Or you're a great swimmer mm-hmm. because you're going to have to go figure it out. And to Kevin's point, it might be from week to week. It might be from month to month, you know, but if you can plan a little bit ahead and by planning, you guys, I, I'm saying go find the people that have done this. When I was in real estate, I mean, I'm still in real estate, but when I was beginning in real estate, I knocked on as many veteran agents doors as I could so I could fail forward faster. Tell me what has worked. Tell me why that worked. Well, did you try this? Oh, you didn't? Like, do you think that that would work? Right? Like, I would mastermind on a massive level. Like, I didn't care if you were the top producer. I'm knocking on your door. Like, (laughs) we work together, right? Like, and that is something I never, 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 like, hesitated to do. Because it was a big enough thing for me that if I didn't figure this out, how are we going to pay our bills? Like, I just... I. I put our family in that situation, right? That was my choice. So I'm going to figure it out. Do whatever it takes to your point. And so if that means going and finding the people who have done the thing that you want to do, don't just take the course. Don't just take the Instagram, you know, post of like, here are the things like ask the damn questions. I mean, what happens if you send a DM and like, they don't like, okay, maybe they don't respond. That's the worst case that could happen, but you never know. They might. And the more episodes that Kevin does, the more episodes that anybody does, the more opportunities he's opening himself up for some massive thing to come into their space. Right. Like, but you don't know if you don't get consistent and get out there and just put yourself out there and try. And that's the thing is like determination. If this is something, if anything is something that you want to do, you will figure out how you can keep having more conversations and you will start to bring more people content into your space that will support that. Right. Mm -hmm. So we've talked about a lot of things, not just like, (laughs) you know, podcasting, but also just digging yourself out. And, you know, I usually really like to ask, you know, Kevin, like for anybody that is determined, right. To make a shift into really pulling themselves out of a space that says like, "I, I don't, this isn't bringing me joy. Like something has to change, you know, like 
even and when I ask you this, don't don't come back and tell me like, well, I would first save a lot of money, right? I think that was a great <laughs> answer for that one, not for this one. But anybody that's determined to kind of just pull themselves out and make a shift, what would you say is the first step for them to do? I think for most of us, it's lack of awareness. So I would say sit down, uh, draw three lines on a piece of paper. One is going to be core values, one's going to be core beliefs, and one's going to be core aspirations. That's going to help you figure out who you are as a human being and what you value. Therefore, you can actually say with clarity, ah, oh, you know what? I think I'd actually be better doing this. A lot of us have this thought of, I don't like what I'm doing, but I don't know what I want to do. Because a lot of us don't understand who we are and what motivates us as human beings. So uh, that's the thing for me is I, you probably need a little bit more awareness of the human condition that you're living in then you can take action on that. So core values, I charity, right? Core value, that's a charity of mine. Uh, a core value of mine is charity. I love living through that. Core belief, self-improvement is a life changer and a lifesaver in many ways. Core aspiration, to be the most extraordinary version of Kevin I can, but never forget what it was like not to be. Mm. I live my life through those lenses, but then it allows me to say, okay, one of my core values is family time. Do I really want to work 15 hours a day? Mm -hmm. Probably not. All right, cool. That X is this off the bucket. Okay, that's off the list. Take that out of that bucket. Okay, cool. Uh, what, is, what is my core aspiration? Well, I want to have a positive impact on many people. Okay, put this in that bucket. Cool. I just think it allows you to be more clear with all of the options we have. Now we have more options than we ever have. I think we're an option overload. So we don't really know what to do. When you go to the grocery store and you know you're looking for bread, it's easier to find bread in the red eye. At least you know what you're looking for. So I would say that core values, core beliefs, core aspirations. The more you know yourself, the easier it is to grow yourself. That's a, a belief that I really have. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. I, I'd love to add to that too, is that can be an ongoing exercise. If, you, if you're struggling filling out any of those lines, yeah. that's okay because that's a moment of awareness. Huh? I don't know that I have full clarity on these things, not enough to change direction yet. So, okay, that's what I'm going to sit with, you know, for the next week or for the next month, I'm going to maybe journal on that. I'm going to go out and, and listen to as many things as I can so that I can get more clarity on it because we start to raise awareness. And when we see something that we want to be, do, or have, we start to take actions that will get us towards being that person or having that thing or doing that thing that we really want to do. It just becomes the subconscious momentum that we take. And so I think that that's absolutely beautiful um, because it is awareness. I say that all the time. I'm like awareness and self-reflection are just the foundational pieces. We can't communicate. We can't change. We can't grow. And your values and your beliefs and your aspirations can change too. And with seasons, and that's an important thing. So I really appreciate our conversation. How can, how can our audience connect with Kevin, get more of Kevin, where can we point them to? <laughs> I always suggest the podcast, just it's going to give you a really good idea of whether or not you vibe with us because it's us jamming on this every day. So just search Next Level University. We're on all the platforms. We're on YouTube. And if you have anything, you know, you need me directly, shoot me a DM. My handle is at Never Quit Kid on Instagram, podcasting, business, whatever, anything you need, I'm happy to answer. Never Quit Kid. Did y'all hear that? I mean, that's determined <laughs> AF if I haven't heard it, right? I love it. So thank you so much for your time today, Kevin. Loved our conversation. My pleasure, Jamie. You're the best.